Angela and I have big plans for 2020. A new stamp in our passports, maybe a bathroom renovation. We definitely didn't expect to be worried about our income. When life takes you out of one comfort zone, your Regents Banker has helpful tools and advice to help you find a new one. It's a relief to have a plan for whatever comes next. Make your financial plan at regents.com slash brave the beginning. Regents Bank, member FDIC. Live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, inside the Sinesta Gwinnett Place Atlanta Hotel, it's time for Regions Business Radio. Regions Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank. Brave the beginning, member FDIC. Now, here's your host, J.D. Mueller. Thank you, Mike Salmon. Good to be with you. Welcome to Regions Business Radio, presented by Regions Bank, member FDIC. I'm your host, J.D. Mueller, Vice President and North Georgia Market Executive for Regions. We're broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio, located in Sinesta Gwinnett Place, Atlanta Hotel in Duluth. And welcome to, to our episode today. Our guest today is Richard Buckley with Corporate Chaplains of America. And uh, we're going to introduce him to you momentarily. Uh, and we're going to start off, let, let me start off too with, with a disclaimer. Um, I think it's important to share this with you. The opinions expressed in this broadcast and podcast are statements of the speaker's opinion, are intended only for informational purposes and not formal opinions nor binding on Regions Bank, its parent, Regions Financial Corp., and their subsidiaries, or any representation to the contrary is ex- expressly disclaimed. Uh, we want to be very careful today with some of our content uh, and keep it uh, very focused on how we can best serve our commercial customers. So uh, that disclaimer was important to share with our, our listeners today. And with that, we will uh, head into the episode. Um, there's a couple things going on in the banking world that I think that every business owner or executive needs to be aware of uh, this time of year, especially with the extension of um, the due date for tax returns, for tax filing both professionally and personally. Um and that that reminder would be if you are a commercial executive or a commercial owner um, and you have borrowed money from your bank, it is time. It is that time of the year where you submit your tax returns to your banker. Um, some of you who may run larger businesses may have a requirement for an audit or compiled statements or a review from your CPA. Um I would encourage you to get those to your banker um, as soon as possible. Those things, and, and really what, what your bank is looking for is year in fi- the year-end financial picture from last year. Um, some of you may be able to include your PPP money, um, but nonetheless, across the board, it's a bank, it's, a, it's an industry-wide time of year where we're collecting year-end financials. So uh, just as an encouragement to you, um, uh, it would be better for you to send it proactively to your banker uh, than have them chase it down from you. That would be very well received by your bank. Regardless of where you bank, this isn't Regions customers. It's for all the other customers as well. If you're borrowing commercial money, make sure that you're submitting uh, your year-end financial statements, compiled, audit, reviewed, or tax return as it may be. Um, just a, a public service announcement to our banking uh, customers out there across the board. The other thing is uh, there's a lot of activity going on. You think about since we've started our podcast about seven months ago, 
uh, we've given periodic updates on the PPP program. And uh, now we find ourselves in the forgiveness phase of the PPP program. And there are many customers that we see at Regions that are now receiving their forgiveness paperwork from the SBA. But at the same time, I got to tell you, the SBA is taking their time to be diligent and to review the paperwork um, for the larger uh, over $2 million PPP loans. So don't expect a swift turnaround. However, be diligent in watching for one. Um, just a reminder that, uh, that, it, that forgiveness is in full force and that volume. I mean, you think about, I believe at Regions we did, I think not numbers volume, but we probably surpassed or approached $7 billion in PPP funds. So to work with SBA and through our system and that volume to process forgiveness is very is very voluminous and SBA is stretched thin through that as well. So by way of reminder, sort of public service, like I said, if you're a commercial customer, make sure you're getting your year-end financial statements. And hey, it would always be nice. We're heading into July. It would be nice to uh, provide your bank with first quarter as well because uh, we'd like to see uh, that things are bouncing back in 2021 for everybody. Uh, and then uh, keep an eye on your PPP forgiveness um, uh, steps and updates. Uh, so we, we hope we see that going well. And I know it's been a great benefit uh, to many customers across the Gwinnett and Northeast Georgia area. So that's a couple of housekeeping sort of business banking topics that, that aren't very exciting. But hopefully that'll be a reminder to some of you executives and owners. Um, uh, you know, part of our vision at Regions Business Radio is to is to provide valuable resources to our local business community. And through the last several months, we've we've talked about things such as uh, financial statements. We've talked about PPP, uh, just as I mentioned in my intro. We've talked about engaging with uh, diverse communities um, in our area. Uh, we've had other guests on uh, some of Mike's shows regarding uh, foreign exchange or, or interest rate management. So we try to provide our business community with a variety of topics that will help as we navigate the business world. Today's uh, guest and topic, I believe, um, is probably a topic that is very uh not thought of very broadly, but could have a great impact on um, each of your businesses. So, um, as I mentioned, uh, our guest today is Richard Buckley from Corporate Chaplains of America. And uh, he and I have gotten to know each other over the phone over the last couple of weeks. And, and I know some of his uh, local team here in the Atlanta area. So, Richard, thank you for joining us today. We're happy you're over from Huntsville, Alabama. Pleased to be here, J.D. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure. As you talk and as we have this conversation, just, just by way of reminder, you know, we're talking to business owners and, exec and executives across sort of the Gwinnett footprint. Um, our goal is to uh, not just add value but bring resources to a variety of business owners in our market. And I think that today you are going to be able to help us do that a little differently than we have before, sort of a – real boots on the ground type of topic. So let's just jump right into it. Um, you and I have talked a couple times about, uh, you know, just sort of what we hope to accomplish. So so 
just just share with us, uh, you know, what is a corporate chaplain and how does that differ from other sort of air quote chaplaincy roles that, that people may have heard of? Sure. A lot of people have heard of a military chaplain or perhaps a hospital chaplain. Uh, our team of chaplains does the same thing they do. They just happen to do it in the workplace where people will spend 90,000 hours of their life. That is a lot of time. And so if you think about how busy people are, especially in large metro areas like Atlanta, you know, it's hard to, to say, okay, I need some help. I need to go maybe talk to someone. I need someone to listen with me. But it's hard to carve out that time to, to go to that person. Well, that's why we go to them. Uh, we make rounds as chaplains is businesses of all shapes and sizes every day. And our, our role is to build a caring relationship so that as we get to know people, uh, as they begin to trust us, uh, as they speak to us um, and give us permission to pour into their lives, we build that caring relationship uh, and they're able to open up. Uh, and everything we do and say is strictly confidential. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all permission-based so that we're never going to do or say anything that that employee hasn't specifically asked us uh, to speak or do in their life. And if you were to compare us to an employee assistance plan or an EAP, mm-hmm. you know their utilization rate is typically about 4%. Our utilization rate is 86%. Uh, and so we actually track that with companies we serve, uh, and we can know that uh, our team is having individual care sessions with 86% uh, of any given workplace. So EAP, Employee Assistance Program, um, I think corporate in, in the corporate environment, sometimes you think of that as maybe an online resource or, you know, you're calling someone in HR. Can you maybe do you have the knowledge of what that typically looks like in a company so that so that the listeners will know what we're talking about there sure sure normally you think of one employee benefit would be an 800 number to call a a particular employee assistance program and you can reach out to them at any time and they have a staff of people that are more than willing to help and they're highly highly capable i think the advantage we have is that we are standing in front of that employee Mm. every week making those rounds. And so if you think about the importance of relationships, especially in today's environment where people are are very, very busy, if we're going to them, you know, I think of the the young man that I met that I built a relationship with him, and quite honestly, it took three years Mm. uh, to really earn his trust. Uh, He didn't really understand what a chaplain was all about. Uh, In fact, he was a little bit negative about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there was, they became one, one night was really important when he reached out to me and said, I have a plan. Uh, I'm suicidal and I need you to meet me and my boss right now uh, because I'm afraid I might take my own life. Uh, Well, because I have been walking with this young man for three years, um, he trusted me to show up in his moment of great need. Uh, And he trusted me to call the hospital and to get him an appointment in a psychiatric facility for him to go through a consultation. Uh, He trusted me to go out to his vehicle and take a loaded pistol uh, and pills and alcohol out uh, so that he couldn't carry that plan out. Mm. Uh, And 
you know, our relationship went to a whole new level. I bet. And I remember meeting with him the next day and just seeing the relief and the joy in his eyes mm. that he didn't have to carry that deep burden anymore, that he had somebody to walk with him and care for him. Well, I, I so appreciate there's a lot of emotion in the story you just shared. I mean, um, we're, we're on podcast. We're not on, on video cast or whatever it's called. So you can't see our eyes uh, watering up with the heaviness of what you just shared. But going even back before that, um, I, I don't want to uh, demean um, an 800 number, but but there just seems to be a heaviness across our uh, companies and our employee base right now that that seems to need more personal interaction instead of remote interaction. And that's what I'm hearing you talk about is yeah. that one-on-one relationship building. Um, and look, I'm, I'm sure that EAPs are very effective. Um, and I've had to use them or I've had employees use them to great success. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if through the COVID situation, pandemic, where we've been in a great amount of solitude, we find ourselves you know, alone a lot. If reaching out to an unseen voice, although the voice may be very friendly, is just a little impersonal in light of all the disconnect that's been on going on in our society. Is is that beneficial in a situation like like you have? Yeah, I think one of the important things to know we're we're typically going to reach out to people we already know, people who understand our hearts, uh, and people we trust, mm. uh, people that uh, will listen to us. So our team of chaplains is is trained to listen four times as much as they speak, and. We all have seven to 10 years of real world business experience. So we understand the stresses and strains that people go through. We have seminary degrees. We have, we just have a love for people. Mm. Like we want to be there for them uh, because crises don't make appointments. They Mm. just, they just show up. And Mm. when they show up, it's important for us to be ready to listen. Yeah. uh, Knowing that, that we can't be Mr. Fix it. uh, That a lot of these, I had an employee that her, her father uh, passed away in Nashville. And he was actually homeless, and it, and it broke her heart. Mm. And I met with her almost every week for six months after work because oh, wow. she had a lot of grief to process. Oh. And, you know, I didn't have all the answers, but, but I, I came to know and appreciate her and her family and the needs that they had and what they were going through. And it really meant a lot uh, for her to have someone sitting there, listening, absorbing, um, and, and giving direction over time. Wow. Wow, that's amazing. Um, continuing on, uh, can you give us an idea of sort of what types of companies, you know, what industries, um, you know, what trucking or you know what industries do you find yourself uh, sort of working in manufacturing whatever it may be to offer uh, chaplaincy services 
You know, in the last 25 years, uh, our, our founder, Dr. Mark Kress, uh, started our organization in, in uh, uh, 25 years ago. And it's interesting to look back. It doesn't matter what industry someone is in. They're always going to bring their problems to work. We wish we could compartmentalize to the degree that that did not affect our productivity or the company's profitability. Uh, but mm-hmm. those things, you know, we carry those with us. And so we serve companies of all shapes and sizes, you know, small as 25 employees all the way up to 20,000 employees, uh, companies that are public as well as private uh, in any sector you could think of. Uh, We serve a a large growing uh, number of companies in the trucking industry, a lot of manufacturing companies, a lot Mm -hmm. of dispersed companies with multiple locations across the country. Uh, We serve in 45 different states, over 600 companies with 1,600 locations. And the bottom line is we're privileged to be able to serve over 500,000 employees and their family members. And the important thing there is to note that as an employee benefit, we're serving not just that one employee. We're serving their entire family. Because a lot of times the need, you know, may be in a marriage where we're privileged to sit down with both husband and wife. Uh, The need may be with a a teenager that's driving their parents crazy. And Mm -hmm. and we're able to sit down with that teenager and their parents. Uh, Sometimes, you know, it's the heartbreaking instance of caring uh, for aging parents. Mm. And people have never stepped uh, into that chapter of life yet. And our our chaplains are trained to deal with those type matters. Wow. Yeah, uh, holy cow, there's a lot going on. You know, I just, I just think about 500,000 employees and, and, and everything. And you're right. Uh, we, we, we bring work home with us and we bring home to work with us. And, you know, just the ability to turn one off and on has really gone away. I mean, an iPhone keeps you connected to work all the time. An iPhone keeps you connected to family all the time. And if there's been a spat or a disagreement, then it's not like you walk out the door and go to work to find solitude. And, you know, my dad was a my dad was a pressman at a, a large printing company many years ago. And, and, and it just pops into my mind, you know, in the 70s, if he and mom may have had a disagreement, he could just walk out the door and go run a printing press. Well, now, you know, the phone's going off and you're looking and just the connectivity you think could be a benefit. But at the same time, it could be um, that. that Sorry, editorializing a little bit there. Now, now look, we have, you know, our in my mind, I envision executives and owners listening to this conversation that we have, and 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 always, I say always, the majority of a decision that a CEO or a CFO is going to look at is, you know, is there a return on investment? Is, you know, if if we if we if we begin a relationship with corporate chaplains of America. You know, it's going to it's going to give me some some better performing employees. It's going to make people hurt less. Is there is there? Can you monetize this thing? Yeah, that's that's one of our most often asked questions, especially of the business owner, uh, certainly of their CFO, uh, and then to the board of directors. They all have that same ROI question, uh, and so we have some concrete examples that we like to share. One is that our team can help reduce turnover. Uh, and and th- that being very important, one concrete example would be a, a large chicken processing plant that we serve 
where they were having a, a struggle keeping their employees past 90 days. Mm-hmm. They could get past that 90 days. They, they usually retain them for quite some time. Uh, but it was a large organization, a lot of moving parts. And so we partnered with them and said, how about we place our chaplains up front in the onboarding process? So your employees know from day one that they have a trusted confidant that they can talk to about anything. And so we walked out a a 90-day period trial with them, and lo and behold, we were able to save them $750,000 worth of onboarding cost uh, over that year uh, because the employees had an outlet, someone to talk to. And so they walked in with baggage, and Mm -hmm. they didn't know that they had a chaplain and it may be a month before the, the they actually dial into that well by us putting our team up front in every orientation they had a chaplain's card they have our my chaplain app and they were able to uh, schedule appointments they were able to text call or email their chaplain and it immediately uh, raised or lowered the stress level in those employees lives so so the, the, the 750 grand that was saved, it was a result of being able to fully onboard those employees and keep them longer, uh, savings from which they would otherwise have had to invest in re- new recruiting, new onboarding. Gotcha. Exactly. Wow, that's a big number. It is a big number. And so that's, that's one aspect of it. Another aspect is employee engagement. You know, we like to be able to come in and talk to the leadership of a company about we can help your employees be even more engaged. Now, first of all, we know that we're not creating that culture, that that culture already exists based on uh, the love and care that the ownership of that company already wants to provide. Mm -hmm. And to a large degree, they're capable and they can do that, but to a larger degree, they have to keep their eye on the ball of running the organization. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so they can't do both well. And so we're an extension of their caring heart so that we can come in and partner with them. So we don't create the culture, but we come in to, to help augment that. And, you know, one example would be the employee engagement area where uh, employee engagement with, with chaplaincy is uh, 80%, 86% of the employees we serve are going to have a care session, at least one care session throughout the course of the year. And that's a big deal. And many employees will have far more than that. And so what they see, what we saw through a lumber company, is they did an internal survey that showed that chaplaincy was one of the most innovative and important employee benefits that they had. I'm pausing because you said innovative. I'm kind of shocked that we're living in 2021 America and one of your clients said that something that was most innovative was a personal, meaningful relationship. We're living in a time where innovative is, is ascribed to everything from ordering a pizza to getting a ride to the ball game to whatever the, the, the latest you know, gadget is. But here we are, and, and you're, you're front line. You, you are dealing with these individuals and these employees on a regular basis. And this client, you said it was a lumber company? A lumber company says the most innovative thing, my term, not theirs, was a meaningful relationship. That's that's a message that I think our business owners in this community and our executives can hear and embrace to help their employees perform, produce, 
and live better across the board. So I have an example of one of our clients up in Gainesville. It's, it's in the transportation and logistics um, industry as well. And a couple weeks ago, we had a meeting, and, and I'll tell you, I didn't even know that they had a corporate chaplain, but they, they shared this story about one of their employees that was in need, and um, this chaplain did life, for lack of a better term, sort of experienced life with one of their employees, and um, uh, there was some, some competition coming in, and the competition was trying to snake some of the labor. And the comment from that employee was, why would I ever leave here after what you've done for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I also think it, 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 it builds up, uh, you know, uh, sounds to me like your services allow an employee to have a meaningful relationship uh, with, with someone outside of sort of the leadership of the company where they can, they can find trust um, because you really just – there's just some things you can't go to your boss with, you know. Well, yeah, that's right. I, I use the example all the time that um, if you if you have a company and there's there's a man there that has a, a struggle with pornography, or or maybe it's someone who has a, an issue with alcoholism, they're probably not going to go to the person that signs their paycheck. Yeah, uh, they they don't want that known. But but for us, we're independent. We can be objective, and, and we tell everyone we're going to keep this confidential. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's very, very important, and, and it's all permission-based, so they can reach out to us and tell us anything. And it's interesting that our chaplain team, we don't talk to others about this. We don't walk into the corner office and give a download uh, of <laughs> who we talk to. Uh, but here's the important thing. The employees tell each other. Mm. They will talk to each other mm. and say, my chaplain showed up in my deepest, darkest moment and helped me. Speaking of deepest darkest moments um you know the world changed in march of 2020 uh with covid how has how has the workload at corporate chaplains of america changed with covid yeah i think the pandemic was a big challenge for all of us i think for our team you know we got locked out of a lot of companies for a period of time uh, when the world was shut down. And we knew we couldn't just sit on the sidelines. So we had to get real, we hire very relational people, not necessarily technology gurus, but all those chaplains had to become very adept at doing videos Mm -hmm. and podcasts and things of that nature so they could reach out. And before you know it, we had chaplains saying, I can't get into the hospital, but wait. I can FaceTime people. So they still made hospital visits. Uh, We had chaplains doing Zooms Mm. uh, of all shapes and sizes, and our team got really good. So now that is an extra tool in our tool belt as we went back, go back into those companies. Uh, But I can tell you that things like loneliness and depression, anxiety, all kinds of fears about how long the pandemic would last and what things would look like afterwards. Mm. Would people keep their jobs or not? All of those things did feed existing addictions. So if there were addictions out there of any type, they got worse. If there were mental health issues out there, you know, boy, it's, it was tough to get into a counselor or, or anything like that. And, yeah. and so people were really leaning into our chaplaincy. And that's where that building that relationship made all the difference in the world. 
And so our chaplains have seven different levels of certification that we go through. Uh, so we were ready to address mental health issues. Wow. The, uh, we, we, have, we have a relationship that, that's in that sort of sector of, of serving uh, individuals with mental illness. And the statistics that they shared with us recently about I don't know if this is the appropriate term. It's the it's the term I'm giving it. Post COVID, post COVID anxiety and depression. There's there's more there's more demand for services than there is supply for services related to post COVID anxiety and, and, and illness. Um, it didn't dawn on me until you just mentioned it that that um, you know being sort of cut off from your normal schedule you think it's you know initially you sort of thought it was cool get get on a zoom call you know i can i can put on a a nice shirt but i can have my shorts on because you know those types of things are fun but the longer it goes on the more lonely it gets and and you gotta um and 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 two i would say and we talk about this on my team the team that i lead for commercial bankers and and uh and other uh staff uh, at the bank is um you know, did that did that impact our sort of mental sharpness? Did we get dull during that time? And if I look at it, I think you know, sort of confessionally, is uh, we've probably gotten a little complacent, maybe a little less productive. Um, and and that that's that's an interesting point too. So it's not just those that have sort of mental illness that go deeper into that. Uh, I I consider myself a builder of high performing teams. And a high-performing team actually sort of, you know, uh, maybe I don't even know what I'm looking for, but weren't as high-performing as they had been pre-COVID. Have you seen anything like that? We have, and you know, even even like uh, you know, I live in Huntsville, where there are so many engineers that make the great livings there and create great uh, things. But I had an owner call me and say, "Look, I've got a large engineering team." And they're normally introverts, but even my introverts are tired of being by themselves. Mm. And actually, it's leading to depression and some anxiety. And, and they're very, very concerned about what tomorrow is going to look like. Mm. Uh, but, you know, that could be said in any industry. I went to a, a funeral in Chicago, one of our uh, clients that we serve. And so we have a team of four or five chaplains that serve there. And they were introducing me to employees that they've served for many years. And... It was interesting. I would get the introduction, and then the employee would tear up and say, let me tell you what this chaplain has meant to me during this pandemic. Mm. Person after person after person said things like, I would not have made it if I didn't have this person to talk to and to FaceTime with and to get on a Zoom with and to use your app with and eventually to get in person again with. Wow. You guys were my lifeline. Wow. Um, why, why, why is there anxiety and stress around returning to work? Yeah, as we listen to employees, you hear a lot of stories about, I'm scared to death because I don't know what it's going to be like. Mm. Or in some cases, you know, their companies are trying hybrid models. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you're, you're going in and you're sharing a workspace. Uh, where you didn't have to do that anymore, mm-hmm. or the company figured out, you know, we could we'd be better stewards of our funds by having everyone work at home. 
and so there's so many different things that are happening. Um, that change, on top of all the other change that's taking place, has kind of put some people on tilt. Yeah. Uh, and so our team never jumps in the middle of company operations, but we're there to reassure them and to let them know that leadership teams and business owners are taking this very seriously, and they know that their number one asset is their employee, and they're doing their their level best to care for them in the midst of everyone going through all kinds of historic changes. An unscripted question here, but um, are, uh, and I know the answer to this, uh, just I want to sort of hear your, your, your take on it, but um, highly engaged employees are more profitable, more productive. Um, how do, do, do you have, is, is, has enough time passed to have any uh, sort of success stories around post-COVID return to work, you know, morale return or production improvement? Sure. We, we go in with every client we serve. We're going to go in on a quarterly basis and talk to the leadership. And we're going to give them an activity report that shows how many visits we made, uh, how many care sessions we had. We're going to break down the types of care sessions. So we're going to protect confidentiality, mm -hmm. uh, but we're going to paint a picture for them uh, through our metrics and through the statistics that we can give. But a lot of business owners will say, man, I see the stats. I look at stats all day. I can tear up a P&L in seconds flat, but um, tell me some stories. And stories are a very powerful mm -hmm. part of what we do. Again, we underscore protecting the confidentiality uh, or sharing a story with permission. Right. Uh, both of those are very, very important. Uh, and we're, we're seeing that tw 2020 was our most productive year ever in our 25 history in terms of care sessions and sitting down and, and really listening to people and providing day-to-day uh, -day help that they desperately wow. needed. 2021 is shaping up to be even stronger. Uh, so as, as challenging as the pandemic was relationally, it has really catapulted us into new territory. Maybe helped us reach some people that would not have reached mm. out to us mm -hmm. otherwise because things were so significantly different in their lives. Yeah. Yeah, that makes, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, and I'm just thinking about all the different clientele we have and whether I'm walking into a manufacturing facility or a business office, you know, I can see um, people's faces. And, and, you know, we were talking earlier about the there's a Chick-fil-A video about you never know what people are going through. Um, and that's very powerful. Um, uh, any closing comments that you'd like to share? Where can, where can our guest find you online? Um, you know, uh, just uh, any any parting thoughts that you may have that someone may benefit from hearing? Sure. Anyone who has further questions uh, can always reach out to us. Our website is chaplain.org. Uh, they can reach us there. We're on all the, the major social media outlets as well. Uh, be glad to talk more about who we are, what we do, and our value proposition and, and how we can care for their employees. Uh, you say care a lot. Um, and thank you, by the way, for being here. Um, you know, caring for others is, I mean, it's, it's difficult. Um, you said earlier, I've, al I've always heard that we need to listen twice as much as we talk because the Lord gave <laughs> us two ears and one mouth. Uh, but you said that your, employee, that, that your chaplains listen four times as much as they speak. 
um, if my wife Amy hears this this uh, episode, she's gonna she's gonna start holding me to that, perhaps as well, <laughs> uh, and and as will my team. Um, you know, I think that uh, you know listening can go a long way. Not and listening to receive, not just listening to hear and think about our next point. So, um, you know, and then the other thing that I take away is something you mentioned a lot is trust. Last week. I downloaded an Audible book by Gregory McEwen called Effortless. His first book was a book called Essentialism, which is very good. And his um, his new book is called Effortless. I recommend it. He has a chapter there on, on trust. Hmm. And um, it's, it's, it's a very good chapter. And um, it talks about the makeup of a high-performing team is one in which trust is the primary quality between teammates. And that's that trust that you all provide, uh, you know, because your trust is going two ways in a company. The senior leadership trusts you to perform, to engage their employees, and the employees trust you with confidential information and support that they can continue on in their lives. Um, uh, and 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 it's interesting too. I think if if we if we sort of in closing talk about the importance of trust and the importance of care, uh, those things seem to be uh, losing their sharpness in our culture today. Mm-hmm. And and if there's anything I take away from this, uh, personally would be, man, I'm not very good at caring. And uh, and I need to continue to build trust with my team. So um, thank you for thank you for sharing those. I really do appreciate it. Um, I was gonna uh, I was just gonna close with that. I sort of jumped ahead um, as it relates to uh, the the book that I was reading that I recommend. I also encourage you to to share this episode um, if you're listening. And you know what we found is uh, you know business owners typically hang out with other business owners. So if, if you've heard this and, and you're compelled to reach out at chaplain.org, forward this uh, episode to some of your business owner friends. Um, I really see this as a way for regions in this community to support our businesses by making um, an introduction to an organization uh, that, that, that cares for your employees uh, that you can trust. So, you know, with that in mind, Richard, thank you again for being with us. I look forward to talking to you again. Uh, Mike, thanks for producing us today. It's a, a good episode. Uh, with that said, let me say thank you for joining us on Regions Business Radio, presented by Regions Bank, member FDIC. Um, this program is available on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your favorite podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe to our show so you don't miss any future episodes. I'm J.D. Mealer, and you've been listening to Regions Business Radio on Business Radio X.